your mans and them did you i know who it is it's bryant the theological giant back from a hiatus in the building and i'm so glad to be back recording another episode of the city image podcast i've missed you guys uh i've just been so proud of the team and how they've held it down all the fantastic episodes that have been coming out um and even some returning faces, some new faces. And, you know, the Lord has really been doing a lot with the podcast. But, you know, I'm not by myself. I got a full squad with me. Let them know who's here with me, guys. Varlene the Wild Thornberry. Berry. Hey, hey, hey. I think I said it kind of crazy. Varlene the Wild Thorn Berry. Okay, good. That's, that's, what's that's, up. that's better this time. That's what's up. Who else? Who, who, who else is here? Lord, that's Anita standing in her personhood and also standing oh. in hood. So if y'all hear fireworks, <laughs> like we out here, it's top it all. Yo, I'm so glad that you're standing in your personhood, 100. percent Okay. Uh, I'm Clay, aka Donnell Sterling, aka What if Donald Sterling was black? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with Donald Sterling. You know what I'm saying? Because so, <laughs> <laughs> when I first peeped the name on Xbox Game Chat, I was like, Donald Sterling, what, what the heck is going on? Not Donnell Sterling, Donnell Sterling. <laughs> Guys, I'm so glad to be with you. Guys. We got a topic that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about voting. Um, we're going to be talking about barriers to voting. We're going to be talking about um, should Christians vote? What, is, what does it mean to vote as a black person, a minority in America? Um, there's so many questions that we're gonna be talking about. And I'm gonna be honest, uh, this is not something I feel the most confident in approaching. Uh, my expertise in this is not well-rounded. Uh, I, I, I said before we hit record that, you know, I feel like a year from now, I'll probably come back to this podcast and wanna revisit it because I probably changed my mind on certain things. Uh, because thinking about just the you know theologians and historians and lawyers and have spent many many hours thinking about what's the Christians' uh, relation to public policy and to you know what does it look like to seek the good of our neighbor through participating in public discourse through voting. So I am. We're gonna approach this episode and. I don't know, maybe some of my co-hosts will feel like the experts, but I'm certainly not going to feel like the expert. Um, but we're going to just talk talk as, as honest people in a lived experience uh, as we try to navigate uh, participating in our democracy. So, yeah, guys, uh, keep it locked. You are now listening to the City Image Podcast. City Image Podcast. Um, we're talking about um, 
exercising our right in this America and in, in America to vote. Uh, the reason why we're talking about this, because to be honest, it's a lot of us that don't really know what's been going on. I know Varlene is really passionate about this uh, in terms of just, you know, have we really even educated ourselves on, on just who our leaders are, what our district is and everything that is necessary to even meaningfully participate. Yeah, so, you know, um, this was just something that was really on my heart because I feel like oftentimes in the church, it's always saying, you know, we're always being told, like, go out and vote, go out and vote. Um, vote in your local elections. That's where the change really happens. It's not just about the national elections. But I got a question for everybody. Like, do you even know your district? I don't know about the rest of them, but I do. I the, I know my congressional district, my electoral district. Like, which one you want? Got you, <laughs> girl. Yeah. So you see the thing I know about so the movie District Nine. I know about <laughs> that movie was fire. So, yo, that movie was fire. That movie was fire, bro. Let me tell you something. We were voting to to see aliens as equal. I vote yo, yes. Big facts. <laughs> anyway, I know. Uh, I know my my local. Um, yeah, this is a dude who is running for um, uh, like um, uh, city. Um, <laughs> no, uh, like uh, he was like a clerk. Yeah, city clerk. His <laughs> name is uh, Raymond. Uh, uh, Dang. Okay. All right. So this is what I'm talking about. So yeah. first of all, you know. I know only of one of my districts. I didn't know I had two districts. Lord, as you teaching me now. Oh, sis, you okay. have more than two. Let me tell you, there every voter has an election district. You have a county legislative district. You have a Senate district. You have an assembly district. And you have a congressional district. All oh, of the information uh, is really yeah. available. If you go and look up your voter information, you can get all of those districts. But how many of us learned that, oh, I actually have all these numbers attached to my name as a voter? Yeah, yeah, that's Girl. what I was talking about before, the, the districts and stuff. <laughs> that's who I was talking about. I was talking, about, I was talking about all those districts. All the districts nine. every every year, yeah, yeah. The nine different districts <laughs> that we have. <laughs> That's what I was, that's so, what I mean. so moving on with that, right? Like, do you know your district leader? Which right? Who really right? So there's a there's a couple of them, right? Exactly. There's assembly person. There is Congress. There is your Senate. There is your legislator, like you said. There is who else? Uh, the delegates. Oh, it's like it's like a. I, I mean. It's like a wealth of information here. And it's just, I think actually it's too much information actually, but I know that Lourdes might disagree with me because <laughs> yes, it is readily available, but I do feel like that is one of the barriers is that even though it is readily available, it's not so streamlined for our generation to really get their hands on in a way that is palatable for us. So, so, so just to be clear, you're seeing all of this information and kind of like how it's it's not as easily readily available to us as a barrier to people participating in voting. People 100%. can feel intimidated. All, all I know I just is felt hella intimidated. If I can get a text message from New York City 
saying, <laughs> yo, yo, please just be six feet away from somebody. There's no reason I can't get a text like, yo, this election is coming up. Hey, this is who, who click on this link to find out more about your local. That That doesn't come up. So this mm. is the issue. I totally agree 100%. And also, I think I think that the reason why we also fail in not knowing this information is because it's not given to us as young children, right? We're not really geared to know about our local government as children. We're only lear- we only learn about the national government. I mean, you ask any person in the street who their assembly person is, and I'm telling you, they will not know. I mean, 90, I, I would say a huge percentage of people, especially the marginalized community, will not know who these people are. And I think, you know, other barriers, we ain't got time for that. Town hall meetings are done on hours that are not accessible to us. All right, so when you say we ain't got time for that, what you what you saying? You're saying we 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 ain't trying to make the time for that? Or? Right. We ain't got time to be on the website reading all these papers, trying to figure out where my district is, trying to figure out who this person is, trying to figure out what position they are in. When you get on a website, it's very, very hard to navigate, actually. It's not comprehensive. It's not something that you could just like look. You had like look and it's pleasing to the eye where you just know exactly where to go. It's not user-friendly. And like who's gonna endeavor in these things? And everybody and anybody can. But you gotta have time. And if Ray Ray and them got three kids, four kids, what they gonna what they why are they gonna do that? What they gonna do that for? I you agree see, with it, you, kind of, but I disagree with you also. Like, I hear what you're saying of, like, you, there are all these barriers that, you know, the presentation of information and where am I actually supposed to go and seek out information? Like, who, you know, who are the holders of this information for me to find all this out? But I think about, like, the Bible says that people perish for the lack of knowledge. And, like, the, you know, the onus comes on us of, like, if I actually care about what's happening in my community, I actually care about issues that that impact me, like, I, as a responsible citizen who has certain rights and certain certain responsibilities, I need to be, you know, seeking this information out. Like I think about the world that we're in right now where, you know, with Black Lives Matter, like a lot of Black people have been saying to their white counterparts of like, yo, it's not my responsibility to educate you on what racism is. Like you need to go find a book. You need to go read about it. You need to go, you know, research. Now, I think I would say the same thing for us as millennials, like it's on us. Like, now nah, you need to go pick up a, a, a voter registration book and, like, learn who your congressional um, representative is. Actually learn what district you're a part of and, like, go seek that out. Like, I do have friends who are trying to get involved in the political process. They've started following their representatives on Instagram to see, like, what they're doing. They've, you know... And, uh-huh. and I, Lord, I think that that's very, very noble. I, I think that that's, that's dope. But realistically speaking, like, people... They didn't even really wake up to the idea that they needed to even research racism until they saw very clearly that it was a problem. And then they, re- they thought, okay, what do I got to do about this problem? And then we politely told them that they should go read and educate themselves. I think people, especially as I think about this, because I'm going to come from the uneducated layman's perspective, I, if I live in a heavily democratic area where I'm just, you know, it almost seems like the policies and the politicians don't distinguish themselves. And 
you, unless you unless you're made aware that there is a significant problem with one candidate over the other, it's almost like well, whoever gets to you know, you almost trust the people around you to make the decision for you who <laughs> yeah. should be in the Which elected office, unless yeah. you unless you unless you're made perfectly aware that there's an issue that I need to educate myself on. We know the issue. The issue is Donald Trump. We got to make sure he doesn't win. Or the issue is Republicans or, you know, if you're a Republican, the issues are Democrats. We need to make sure they don't win. But sometimes when you live in a state like New York, you're surrounded by Democrats. You're like, OK, whoever wins this wins this. Like, what, what what's the issue? Well, here's like what's frustrating. It's like. First of all, this two this two party system is bunk. Like that needs to go, because you have what eventually happens on a on a federal level or national level. You've got one of two candidates to choose from, and that's not a clear representation of America. And then what? And then and then what happens is you have these politicians who pander, like it's insulting the way they pander to these different. Um, marginalized groups or or the fringe voters and things like that. It's like insulting. Like, you know, we've seen it time and time again, whether it be Hillary, whether it be Joe Biden, although, I mean, Uncle Biden, man, I don't even, that's a whole nother thing. But like, they, they we, we're, we're locked into this system where we don't even feel like our vote matters. Like, what's the point? It's either going to be this one or that one. Cool. They both, nobody really gives a rip about us. Nobody really cares. Think about it. If you are, if you are, of the, if you are 30 years old, at least 30 years old, first time you got to vote. If you're at least 30 and you're black, and you're black, you, it's probably your first time you voted and you probably voted for Barack Obama because Barack Obama is black, right? Yes, you, you, because if you're 18, you really don't even give a rip about the policies, the, Republican, Democrat, all that. When I was 18, I saw someone that looked like me who was a decent human being and was intelligent. And to me, that was what, what qualified. But other than that, like, I can't think of an election where, as a Black person, any of these Democrat or Republican really meant anything to me. Yeah. And I mean, I totally see where you're coming from. I think that, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of people have a lack of interest in voting, period, when it comes to local or national, is we don't really believe in the structures, right? We don't believe that right. they are going to do anything for us collectively as a people. And so why even get involved? Because half of these bills that are being passed, half of these policies that are being passed have nothing to do with me and what I'm going through has nothing to do with the fact that I um, can't put food on the table. Even when it comes to Medicaid and all those things, it was actually Obama who actually, right, his administration that kind of brought that stuff to the forefront and which is why a lot of people were, you know, the, the minority community felt like he was really doing something. But before, nobody was thinking about like affordable health care. And nobody cared because we knew that if I had no insurance, I just ain't had no insurance. Ain't nobody going to make, you know, do anything for me about that. Like, that's it. I just got to pay out of pocket or I just don't go to the doctor. So I guess the question I have then is, is this thought that the structures are beyond saving, that it's corrupt, that it, that it doesn't matter who I vote for, or the policies don't affect me. Is that feeling myth or reality? Is that is that based in fact? 
that the reality is it doesn't matter anyway, I'm screwed, or is no, it does matter. You actually can influence like the your well-being by voting. I think it's I think it's a it's a myth that it doesn't really I understand the sentiment, but I I think it's a myth. I think if you are involved at a local level, I mean your local level of government and, and I'm guilty of, of not knowing enough, but I know I at least know that you know, the, 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 we have a lot of power at a local level, who we put in those positions to make larger decisions um, is really important. Those are the issues that directly affect us. Very rarely does a president's actions like affect us at a local level. At a local level, it's like who decides those things? Who's on those, who's on those committees? And, you know, it's kind of like this, like, uh, like I'm a millennial and I love that the older generation loves to clown on millennials and how we just want things handed to us. And, but I think that principle kind of applies here. It's like, yo, if you don't take the time to know about your local officials, you're not going to make any change. And so you're going to continue to complain, but like, yo, you can literally just like take some time and figure it out. My um. like, you know, I understand kind of like the fatalistic view that a lot of us have on towards the government, especially like coming from minority communities, because there has been so much mishandling from our government that it does seem like, oh, I actually don't have power. My vote actually doesn't matter. But it's actually quite the opposite, especially at the local level, like you said, Clay. Like that, this is where, you know, the bills that we decide to determine how much, you know, the budget of a school is, the bills that we determine to decide who actually is going to be in certain electoral seats. And we need to make sure that we are putting our vote out, especially at that local level. Like if we all just say like, oh, the, the system doesn't work, screw this, it's over. Like there's never actually going to be any change if we don't put anything forward. And I, you know, ultimately like, what are people out here marching for? Like if it doesn't matter, if it doesn't work, like what are people really out here you know, championing if it doesn't matter. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a very strong point. Um, I also think people are discouraged to vote because of voter, dis- you know, um, suppression. Are very real issues that um, I think kind of take the wind out of people and it contributes to lack of knowledge. I was, I was reading an article from the ACLU and they talked about how just just in the fact that different states alone have different requirements for um, ex-cons that uh, there's this assumption that all ex-cons can't vote ever you know even after they've uh, finished their uh, their jail time and so people tend to not vote right because and and because there's all so many different laws in different states surrounding it that's a form of voter suppression Right. And then there's voter ID laws. There's um, purgings that take place, uh, purging of, of voter voters that take from the system that take place based off of misinformation. So there's all these things that factor in. And I think, you know, there's there's a sense in which like that in and of itself discourages your participation, discourages um, you feeling like you are welcome to even help change the system. Um, or participate in any change whatsoever. So, so I do believe it's a myth that we should that that 
we're screwed. I think that getting involved absolutely is one of the best ways that we can make change. However, I think that, like you were saying, voter suppression discourages us. But even when you do get involved, I mean, think about the pander, right, that we get when it comes to them trying to get our vote. Can you just imagine sitting in a town hall meeting? I mean, or could you just imagine, try to get your assembly person on the phone. Like, try to get your congressperson on the phone. Try to get your senate person on the phone. This is this is the thing. I think, for me, that discourages me because, one, I can't even make it to a town hall meeting. So I don't even know what's being discussed as far as bills and policies that are being passed, right? And then when I get on the website, there's all this language and jo- political jargon that I do not understand. Mm-hmm. So... For me, that is a huge discouragement because, yes, I, I, I want to vote for a local official, but I really want to believe in this local official. I don't want to just vote to just vote. You know, and like you said, usually, right, we vote Democratic because this person is Black. Well, I ain't got time for that. And so this is why I have been kind of, I would say, abstinent to the voting because I need to, I don't want to just vote to vote. I want to be really involved. Just like, I'm not a Christian just to be a Christian. Like, I really want to know Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> okay. So, want to know Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a little preacher. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I felt so, the spirit a little bit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, this is a huge barrier. So when it comes to me, Having to get all this information, it's just too much for my brain. I already got 20, I got 99 problems and voting ain't one. You feel me? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? No. That's how I'll be feeling. A lot of our problems, our lack of voting ads is going to be the hundredth problem. Like, if we already got 99, we not voting. Listen, there were a lot of organizations that were like, we are not voting uh, in the last election, the last presidential election. You know, like we are not voting until we get a better candidate. And then look at the candidate that that ended up in the White House. Like there, there's just a lot of consequences that come from us not voting. So it's it's gonna be our hundredth problem if we're not out here doing it. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and, and I, I think totally that's, that's agree. Point. Yeah, I think that's V's point, and obviously V speak for yourself. But like I'm saying, I hear that sentiment too. I understand that sentiment. I understand. I think what I'm understanding. Um, especially from V's point of view, is like not like this is a mentality. It's like unless you really sit in it and you want to take the time because you can't, you can't understand, you can't sit and start to think about how important local government is without then taking the necessary time to really understand it and be involved in it. And I, right. and I think a lot of people are just like, I don't got the time to go for that. They don't know that, yo, you, this is something that you've got to make time for. But plenty of people don't even realize, like, that is, it, it's the last thing often on people's minds because of right. life. But because we don't have an open dialogue where we can sit and understand the importance of having that, that voice at a local level. That's you know exactly That's the point, it's, Clay. It's, I think that is, you, 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 you. Shot the nail on the head, 100%. I had the uh, privilege of actually um, sitting um, as a student trustee 
and it's for the Student Government Association. And so this is kind of why I, I I really am passionate about it because because I got involved, like I really got to make change, like and really know like the foundation of how a college works, right? Because I started to understand the politics. But if I did not get involved, I would not have known. And and the only way that I got really involved was word of mouth. The other student trustee was like, yo V, just run for student trustee. Nobody's gonna vote against you. Just run, just run. You see what I'm saying? So this is how it works. And we, and I feel like there are so many levels of these politics that we don't understand. And this is why I just can't, I can't be with it. You feel me? Like I can't, cause I, I want to know all of the layers. I want to know all of them. And, and these, and I really do feel like politics and politicians don't allow for that transparency. They don't, and again, which is why you will see that their information is not so streamlined, which there's, which is why there is no open, open dialogue between our generation and their generation because they don't think we find it important. And the reason why we don't find it important is because it's just, I think it's just overwhelming. Even though it looks so easy, it's overwhelming. All you're going to find on people's websites is little bullet points as to what they do not want and what they do want and what they're for and what they're not for. But when you see bills passed for your school budget or when you see bills passed in regards to your, 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 your local park, you're going to be like, wait, that person just voted against this. Why? Why? Because they had, you know, I, I don't want to say a name, because I'm, I'm going to come up with a crazy name. <laughs> but they had so-and-so say, look, if you do this for me, I'll do that for you. You feel me? And that's really how it works. There are people who have a lot of special interest in local government. We don't know these people. And they really run the world. They really run our streets. And you can, and I know y'all see how y'all, yo, if you see certain streets, you know those people run the local government. You feel me? And so this is kind of where I come back. I, I, I come from because I know that it's very important for us and we really need to love our neighbors. And in doing so, it requires for us, I think for us to really get involved, but I do think that there needs to be an umbrella that really helps us navigate all these things um, to make it a little easier for us because sometimes we just don't, it's just, it's, it's, I feel like you got to be a political science major. Like I just, yeah. 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 I, I think you, I, I, um, Oh, you want to say something? It's fine. Yeah. And maybe this is like a, like a good segue um, uh, for you, Brian, but you know, we, we sat and we talked about like, like some of the benefits of voting, right? Like, making change happen on a local level. I think about, so I do ministry in Hempstead and, and Hempstead is wild, right? Like if you know about Hempstead, Long Island, Hempstead, Long Island is like one of like the worst, the worst quote unquote worst neighborhoods in Long Island. The school system is trash. The politics are up the wall. Like it's crazy. Uh, things don't get done. There's not enough funding. Kids are living below poverty line and like, it's just, it's nuts. And I'm just like, yo, where, where is the, the local government on this? And I'm going, all right, like how many people in Hempstead are actually showing up to go and vote? Probably not a lot. 
And so, so while voting does really good in terms of you're able to put in people that you want elected to make change, the other thing about voting that we don't talk about as, as just as important is voting gives you an opportunity to keep your foot on the neck of these politicians. It gives you an opportunity to hold them accountable. Uh, just this morning, I looked up uh, Angela, Angela Rye posted a, a video of this man in Bad Rouge went down to some council meeting and laid in to the council, like laid in, had a photo of one of the women, it was a white council member, and she was like on her phone as somebody was talking about black issues. And he had a picture of her on her, I'm sorry, she, was, she wasn't on her phone, she was on her laptop shopping while they were talking about issues that have to do with the black community. And so someone took a picture of that with their phone and he put, pulled it up and said, this is the problem. You on your phone, you on the, on the website shopping while we're talking about issues that plague our community. And, and like literally demanded that she walk out and leave and resign. I don't know if she resigned, but she got up and walked out because he was like, I'm holding you accountable for your actions. And unless you're involved on a local level, you don't have that kind of access to, to real policymakers to change. You know, you don't have access to call out a racist government if you're not involved on a local level. Because I can stand up from every mountain and scream Donald Trump's a racist, but, like, I'm not getting any opportunities to stand in, in front of him and call him out. But on a local level, yo, you can call these people out. Mm. I agree with you. I think we, as as those who, who may know, know more, so the Bible says, like, to whom much is given, much is required. Like, if you are actually someone who is, you know, aware of what your congressional district is, or you are actually someone who has a, a, a understanding of, you know, how voting works or how our, you know, all of our politics works, like, it is our responsibility to be educating maybe our friends that don't know, or maybe, you know, reading the ballot. Like, I had to explain to my aunt today, like, what her absentee ballot said. Like, if, if, if you have that within you, it is your responsibility to now be educating the people around you and making sure that everyone around you knows and understands, because if we're not the ones that are out here championing us, other people aren't going to do it for us. Come on in this place. Mm. We've been already talking about it and touching on it. Um, are we then saying that in order for us to seek the good of our neighbor, we must participate in our election? Is there ever a time where you you could abstain from voting? Or is it the second you decide not to do that, are you then not concerned about your not only your own good but the good of your neighbor right is that is that what we're saying here for, for me and this is me personally i don't feel like there's any reason to abstain from any voting as as a black person i feel the responsibility to vote because there are so many that came before me that died for me to have the right to vote so I can get on any ballot and write any name I want. I can write Jesus every time I go up and vote. And <laughs> that vote only counts for, I mean, some dude named Jesus is probably going to be like, I'm not running, but okay. You know, but like, it, even if it doesn't, even if I get on and I write the dumbest name, I still feel like bare minimum to, to show up and participate in this, uh, uh, in this in this part of being in this society, 
I, I feel like I owe it to my to my ancestors. Now, I'm not saying get up there and just write any old name, be an active participant, but I don't feel like I don't feel like it's a responsible thing to do to not vote. I understand the aggression, but even if you don't like anybody, just participate um, in it to to whatever degree. So there are a lot of Christians who do abstain from voting because of moral issues. Um, and, but and I've also had to grapple with this issue of as a Christian, like, do I am am I gonna go vote? Do I think that it fits in with my morality to go vote? And the thing that helps me is like in the Bible it says like God God says for us to seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be. And if we are going to be responsible and active participants in the city where we are planted, then if if we are given as citizens, we have certain rights and responsibilities, one of which is voting. How can we then, you know, not be responsible citizens and vote if we are actually a part of the city? Like if that is if that is something that is given to us, I don't think that it is morally nor socially responsible for us to abstain from that. Do I agree with the, the the morality of every person that I vote for? No. But do I think that they can, you know, have a, a, a social justice push or they can benefit others in some way, shape or form? Absolutely. So that is why I get up as a Christian woman and I participate in the voting process. Mm. Man, uh, I think I'm like the odd man out because I actually don't think you need to participate in every voting uh in every election in order to be seeking the good of your neighbor i do think that you should most certainly but i think i i think i'm much more like the the local the, the local politicians the things that really affect on that level i could see a case being made like you should really always participate in that um for me, one, I think when I see the scriptures talking about seeking the good of your neighbor, it talks about a lot of different things, right? Um, it talks about caring for the poor. It talks about the, the widows, the, the the downtrodden. And I mean, obviously, voting is one way we do that. But there are ways in which that can be done that don't necessarily involve casting a vote. Two, I personally, just in my own history and how I've rationalize this there's times where i've abstained from voting um and i think and i mean i hear clay's point like yo you can always you know <laughs> write any old name on there but realistically speaking it's republican democrat right realistically speaking and many people would think that to cast your vote for anything else is simply a waste of time now that that might be erroneous thinking sure but many people think if you're not voting democratic or republican whoever you're voting for. Some people might, might even might even argue that to vote independent is to take away votes from Democrat or Republican. And that's actually immoral to do if you're concerned about issues on certain sides of the aisle, right? So there's people who approach it in different ways. But for me, like if you, you know, I kind of agree with what Clay said earlier on, which is a two-party system doesn't work because I think, you know, where I've lined up on is both, Democrat and Republican, you know, have things within their parties that are so morally reprehensible that at times you you should, I, I'm okay with somebody saying I cannot support either, right? And like for like I think if if there were two candidates 
And one candidate said, I support bringing back slavery. <laughs> and the other candidate said something equally morally reprehensible, like, I support child abuse. Okay, that's extreme. No one would ever say that. We would go, I'm not voting for either of you. I don't care. <laughs> you could possibly do good or you could possibly do good in other ways. The simple fact that you represent something that is morally incomprehensible, you shouldn't, I, I cannot bring my vote. I cannot bring myself to cast a vote. <laughs> and someone said, let's bring slavery and back. I'd be I like, think you that What'd you say? What? I didn't hear you. I said, and somebody was like, I'm voting to bring back slavery. I'm like, all right, cool, tag, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but but that's the, those are extreme examples, but I think we understand that if somebody has a, a position in their policy that's so morally broken, we would be okay to not support it, right? But I think sometimes we we don't necessarily see certain moral issues in the light that it should be seen, in the darkness that it should be seen, so that we, what we tend to do is minimize certain issues or, well, this is the issue I'm really passionate about. And that's fine. I'm not knocking anybody that has a passion, but I, but I often feel like we bring ourselves to say, well, I can support X candidate or Y candidate because, you know, I truly think that the other side is really the one that's evil and my side is the one that's doing the most good. And I want to leave room for people who come to the conclusion that both sides are doing er, er, like harm. And I don't feel like I can support either, either side. So I don't know. That's the kind of, that's the thinking I've had on it. Not going to, I would never teach that as doctrine. <laughs> I would never mm-hmm. tell Christians that this is how they should follow. They should follow my thinking on it, but that's how I rationalize it oftentimes. So when that whole two party thing, I remember one year I voted independent and I came back home and I told my dad I voted independent. He was like, Bali, why you do that? You just waste your vote. <laughs> People <laughs> think I, that. You know, yes, absolutely. People think that all the all the way. And I think that's one of the reasons why, again, it kind of falls in line with us not believing in the structures because it's you only giving me two people to vote from. Okay. And so now I have to make this decision on whether or not, like you were saying, whether or not they're doing good or bad or, and just, there's always a, like a culmination of issues that just kind of steer you towards a person or not. And I don't think it's, I honestly don't think it's that simple. Um, and I just think that like, those are one of the things that, cause us not to vote so yeah here young but but for me it comes back to okay render unto caesar what is caesar i can't abstain from my taxes i can't abstain from other you know duties that i have to perform as a citizen so i'm not going to abstain from my choice because okay yeah i have two terrible choices but I know like there are a lot of evangelical Christians who they'll default to, I'm going for the pro-life candidate. Okay, but are they pro-life in all of all of their politics? If they're only pro-life because they are anti-abortion, then oh, okay, that's not necessarily the candidate that I feel like is doing the most moral or the most social justice. So I just I I I I can't 
take my faith out of it and I can't take my, you know, my, my citizenship out of it and say that I'm just not going to participate because I cannot abstain from the other responsibilities that I have as a citizen of this world. So why then would I take away my vote? I disagree with that. I think that in our history, there have been plenty of times where we have had to we have had to abstain from our our so-called responsibilities as citizens because I mean this is this there's such a thing as civil disobedience. Like when a particular law comes into place that's immoral, I think there's a higher law that mandates we disobey that law. Right. So like if you were to exist in Nazi Germany and Hitler's putting in a law that says I can kill all Jews, I think you can rationalize and go, well, it's now a part of my civil liberty to submit myself to this law if it is immoral fundamentally. Right. And so I think that there are times in which the moral code that God sets up in his law trumps whatever moral code man puts or is attempting to put into law. And if you feel like this is a deeply immoral uh, platform that a particular politician has, or both politicians have, right? Um, Because here's the thing, you can be an evangelical and think Donald Trump is promoting white supremacy and is going to do harm to immigrants and to minorities, and simultaneously aborting babies are, are evil. You can you can have that position. It doesn't have to be either or, right? And so for me, or 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 whatever, even if that's not the issue, whatever other issue, right? Whether it's universal health care or whatever, um, I think that you can have a moral conscience that says both parties are promoting what is unhealthy, and I cannot support either. I I just want to just quickly, and then give it to you, Lord, as like, and I'm not educated on this enough, but as far as I'm concerned, I believe that even a vote for an independent, this go back to, to what you were saying, V, even a vote for an independent, it's important that you vote. I think this, again, the way it's strategy, I see, even if you're like, I don't like these two candidates, I don't like Democrat, I don't like Republican. And so I don't think the correct response is like, well, then I'm just going to abstain from it. I think the correct response is to show up, put whatever name you want on the ballot, especially in 2020, you know, to harken back to our, our, our interview with Mark Charles, he said, this is, this is the time to be an independent because everything is online. People can't campaign the way they're going to campaign. Da, da, da. The playing field can be level if people's names go viral and all that stuff. But regardless, even if we didn't have a time like this, I think even if you disagree with both parties, you going up and, and, and voting independent, that is another name, another number that these candidates now have to pay attention to. If enough, it's so, all right, cool. We took, we took votes away from the Democrats, which is like what I feel like a lot of black people are worried about. You took votes away from the Democrat, we're going to get, you know, four more years of Trump, da 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 Okay, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's, that's what I want, I'm saying if we want to make change, we got to make sacrifice. We got to sacrifice that, the way that we think about this thing. To be out there and for, to j- your vote to just be counted doesn't matter who that who you vote for. Doesn't matter if you are Barney Rubble on the ballot. Now your vote counts. 
Now you're a person that these politicians have to pay attention to. And so if more people go out and, vo and vote independent, I mean, like, I'm, who knows? Maybe an independent can win one day, but regardless, you got to look at when you're coming up with your policies and things like, yo, hey, how do I get those people who voted independent? What were their issues? What were they upset about? Why did they not vote for me? And now I got to start thinking about that as a whole another demographic. The more people, I, I think the more people of color, the more people who, are, who want this kind of change, the social change that we're talking about now, if more of our votes were counted, period, like our voice is all the more louder. You know what I'm saying? I love what you said, Clay. I love it. And I, I totally agree. But I love to kind of play, I, don't, I, I hate the word devil's advocate, but I, I do kind of want to give the other side because, again, it, and it kind of goes back to voter suppression, right? Because what happens is we also say one year, which happened in 2008, I mean, the amount of people that came out, especially from the marginalized communities, minority community, the amount of people that came out for that election was kind of like astronomical, right? So what happened? About 99 bills were designed to diminish voter access, right? In like 31 states. And so this is, this, is, this is the type of government that we work, that we live in, right? And so they will do everything and anything. And this is why, again, we have to be involved in our local government and we really have to know what's going on because that's what happens when you say you have a voice. That whole like Mark Charles um, interview and Sunshine Rock, they're so right when they really want to diminish your voice and strip you of your humanity. They will with all their bills and all their ways. And so the only way that we can really, really do that is really, really be in the trenches of our local government and really, really taking the time to sit down and really get to know these people. I myself am not one that actually has done this, but I endeavor to moving forward um, ever since this Black Lives Matters because it really is a time for the church to stand up and say, we have a voice and we're going to have these local officials hear our voice. But, you know, the other side of it is like, and I agree 110 percent, you know, but when we showed up to vote for Barack Obama in 2008, we had unprecedented, unprecedented numbers from the black community, from younger people, those demographics. That's where, like, our millennial brain messed us up because we did that and we thought we brought some real change. Cool. But then we did not show up for any of the midterm elections. And what happened every single time? The Democrats were, were were completely outnumbered. And so all these, and so you can start to see the trickle-down policies and things like that because there weren't enough voices of color in the room or voices that represented our needs and our wants um, in our efforts to make this country truly equal. We didn't show up to vote. And that's why I'm like, yo, your vote is so important. People are like, Obama didn't do anything for me because he had no power to do so because we did not show up in the midterms. And so that's where it's like, it's dangerous. If you're upset with how the health care bill worked out, some people are like, oh man, Obamacare messed me up. But 
Because we didn't show up in the midterms. And so that bill got... But do you know when your midterm elections are, though? Correct. Absolutely right. You feel me? You feel me? So so, so this is double-edged sword. Like, you can't really... Unless you... You can't really complain unless you know what's going on. And so it's up to the responsibility of the individual. I agree. But it's also... There's also, I think we do have to speak truth to power where people are suppressing voters and making it hard for people to vote, hard for people to learn. Well, I don't think it's hard to, to, to it may be hard to vote, but definitely not hard to learn. We, we live in 2020. We can, we just have to have this narrative of like, yo, if you're mad with what's going on in this world, just like all of us, you out here, you marching like, yo, you gotta vote. You got to vote. You got to be educated. You got to know what's going on because you can really make a change. Your one vote matters tremendously if you start at a local level, if you start at just educating yourself. You're, you're, you're not a vote. You're a whole person. So use your whole person. My mama always said, God gave you a brain, so you might as well use it. And if we're not using it to educate ourselves on this process, then what are we complaining about? We just, we're giving it to them. We're hoping that bad people all of a sudden will have some morality and be like, Dang, we really been treating black folks messed up. No, because they don't need to. There's no pressure. I can get off. I can get off this agenda that pads my pockets, or I can return this favor to this company that gave me all this campaign money at the at the you know uh, 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 expense of the Hempstead community. Just just like arbitrary, like the Hempstead community. I don't have to put money there. I can take money because nobody from Hempstead is coming out to say, "Yo, this is messed up. What's up?" Hey, my tax dollars are going to da 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 da. We're not educated, and so it's, it is up to us, you know, to know to know. Otherwise, what's this podcast is like for what? Like, unless this podcast goes to, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is just me. Unless it goes to creating more of a more of a dialogue to get people to go out and vote and become educated, it's like. Yo, we, we're going to be right back here in another few years because another unarmed black kid got shot. And then we're going to be marching in the streets and then do nothing about it. When we have the power, it is not easy, but we got the power. We have the legal res- representation. We have the, the ability to go out and put our foot on the necks of these politicians. Yeah, I think, Brian, you mentioned, you know, about things being morally reprehensible. Like, if we talk about, you know, you know, the extremes of like Nazi Germany or formerly slavery, like those are are inconceivably morally reprehensible. But also what is, you know, against my morality is the disparate wealth in certain communities, like knowing like certain school districts have more money than others, that knowing, you know, that 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 there are pregnant women in certain communities that don't have ex- access to pro- proper health care and are dying at a higher rate than other races like that for me feels like a moral injustice if I'm going to abstain from voting knowing that there are people who can actually fund bills and actually promote money to that that community like if I'm abstaining from my vote like it just feels like I'm doing a moral disservice in that way yeah no and I, I think that's a 100% valid I think everything, I think everything everybody's saying has so much truth, so much validity to it. Um, I, I I think for me, how I'm looking at it is, I think that, and, and this is the problem that white evangelicals fall into, right? They think that they must preserve power politically 
or you know Christianity is going to end up being persecuted and we're going to lose all our we're going to lose all our rights as a church and our influence as the church and you know they feel like they have to they have to really maintain power politically i think it's very christian to understand that not having any power whatsoever is so subversive and you can be so influential you know in so many areas of life that is outside of the voting booth right and so for me, the way I'm seeing it is, so hear, hear me when I say, my default is yes, you should definitely go out and vote. I wanna be absolutely clear. You, if you do not vote, you gotta have a very, very, very good reason for that. I think that you should educate yourself and you should vote. You, that's my default. I do leave room for people saying, it is not an apathetic decision, but an informed decision to say, I will not support certain candidates, right? And if that means you don't vote, so be it if you do not negate your responsibility to your fellow man in outside of the voting booth. And I think you can have, have more influence. Who are the most influential people in culture? Is it the politicians? I would argue no. I would say it's the musicians, it's the artists, it's 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 the media, it's it's the people who who it's the movie stars. Really, politicians they don't really have firm political positions. They take positions according to the culture that they're in. Politicians. This is why you always see politicians they're slipping and sliding and they're changing your position. And because why? When they realize the temperature of the culture has changed on its opinion that's when the politicians also change. So for me, I'm calling Christians to go, look, you're so focused on voting and, and, and maintaining power and, and, and that's important, but you can have so much influence in other areas of society that really propel the change that you are looking for. So for me, I don't see, if I, if I decide I'm gonna abstain from voting because of ex, these politicians that I'm not rocking with, I don't see that as abstaining my love for my fellow man if I am seeking their good in other areas of society. So, I don't know. Could be wrong, though. <laughs> disagree. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I, I think you said something, which I've heard this before, but it never clicked until now. It's like, all right, if you don't support the politicians, the candidates, at least support the process, right? They're two, they're two different things. The candidates and the process are two different things. And so, you know, it's like, that's like, you know, to me, it's like, the, you know, the owner of whatever company says something unfavorable. Well, no, that's a bad, bad example. But like holding something else hostage, it's not their fault. It's not the process that's the problem. It's, politicians and so i think participating in the process is important no matter who's on the ballot like i said you can you can write anybody's name in that ballot but to like get mad at the pro to be like i'm abstaining my vote because i don't like the politicians that's like getting mad at someone else for what someone else did to you they're two separate things and so that's kind of where I think I think there's more good in voting, even if you leave the whole thing blank, even if you draw a smiley face. There's still, it's still, 
the 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 the, the politicians have nothing to do with the process, in my opinion. That's that's very real, man. I think everybody I mean I had some very solid points, and I and I like I said, I'm still formulating my thought on this issue. Um, I don't claim to be an ethicist. I don't claim to have really thought through these issues very very well. And I could come back a year from now, we could revisit this topic, and I'd be like, hey, nope, I've completely changed my mind. Um, but I just hope that in some way this discussion and spark your own thoughts, spark your own feelings, helped you process some of the things you may not have been able to articulate your own self. We also want to hear your thoughts and opinions as well. Comment on our social media, our different accounts. If you disagree or agree, you can email us at cityimagepodcast.com and let us know what you're thinking as well. Hey, you guys talked about this, but you missed this. Uh, we, we, we love to hear that. So anyway, we're signing out. Um, does anybody have any final words, my my fellow co-hosts, co-hosts? If you would like to know your congressional district and all other information okay. you're voting, all right. you can go right on over to voterlookup.elections.ny.gov. Check it out. Go ahead. Yes, go, ahead. Yes, Tell go out and vote. Just go out and vote. Cast the vote. Uh, That's what we used to call the Lord as a principal. Because no, she's no. the one that's, that be giving the knowledge out here. No, know? no. She, but she wants to stand her person, so I ain't going to stop her from standing her person. Though. <laughs> so, she's good. about to get you real quick. <laughs> All right, guys. This is Brian Theological Giant. The Wild Thornberry. Okay, okay. Benito standing in her personhood. Okay, here we go. Clay, a.k.a. Donald Sterling, a.k.a. What if Donald Sterling was black? Uh. All right, guys, uh, we will see you in the next episode of City Image. Stay blessed. City Image.